Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show, y'all. Hi, my favorite people. So y'all, okay. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I have been in the process of creating a co-working space with me and my husband, child. This quarantine has brought its all its own adjustments. And so he works way more hours than me throughout the day. My job um, hours have gone down just because we're not present at the job at work 40 hours a week. So it doesn't require as much of me to work as many hours throughout the week. So he is literally at the desk every single day, um, all day long. And that is my space. Okay, y'all, that is the space I worship. That is the space I spend time with God. That is the space that I am in when I do anything related to business or my podcast. So the fact, excuse me, I have not been able to be in that space, girl, it has bothered me. And it's kind of thrown my momentum off with some of the things I need to get done. And so I have been relentless in the last week or two in getting a desk, buying a chair, creating a co-working space for us but I still can't record while he's in there I have to come into a closet or something so your girl is getting back on schedule um and being able to post every single week so you're gonna get a two-part um I'm gonna get a episode up to you today which is Tuesday and then you'll get another episode on Sunday so I'm really excited to talk to y'all to get again today especially about this topic um I know that we are all at home more. We are, you know, having to deal with this new normal of of the pandemic and the quarantine. And it has changed many, many, many aspects of our lives. And because of that, we may be spending more time on social media. You may be spending more time on, you know, different outlets or and or it has thrown all of our routines off. And we're just kind of maybe feeling honestly, 
low um, and not feeling as accomplished or not feeling as on it like we normally do, which is totally fine. Like, I want to convey the message to you, sis, and hopefully I can get through all my points. It's totally fine that you're adjusting. Do not feel like this is a marathon of because I'm not doing what I should be doing. Or I'm not working as hard as I used to work. or I'm not doing the things I think I should be doing that I'm a bad person. I think it's, you know, impactful on all our mental health of this entire season. And so I really wanted to bring a topic up that I believe is super present during this time, which is comparison. And I kind of surveyed some of my friends on what they thought comparison was as a means to talk about the topic. I'm not really trying to say um, you're going to push past comparison, you know, by listening to this podcast, but I really want to kind of show what are some examples of this to really, really start to debunk and bring to your awareness maybe some things that you presently feel. I'm very much so aware as well that um, many of the people that listen to my podcast either are currently in therapy, never been in therapy, or have, or in some way or scope or frame, you know, y'all know I'm big on God, have some form of a relationship with God. And I have always been someone that is very big on relationship with the Father and how you have to literally be 100% you in front of Him. That takes time. That takes debunking what you may have thought about God, debunking the season you're in, all of these factors play into it. And I think that, you know, when it comes to comparison, you there's never a I've arrived. There are going to be things that challenge you. There are going to be things that challenge your identity. There are going to be things that challenge your ability to stay confident in who you are, especially when you've moved past and worked through trauma. For myself, there are often times where I even have to remember and come back into a frame of reference of when I used to compare and still do compare myself to other people, to what other people are doing. Holy Spirit often and literally y'all, I even had a conversation with him this morning, has to remind me to keep the blinders on. Blinders are the things that they put on horses. And I actually researched this. So y'all know I'm a nerd. Blinders are the padding that they put on horses, the side of their face, because if the horse is able to see all the things that are going on beside them, it can scare them and make the driver not in control of the horse to keep them going forward. And so Holy Spirit has has had to remind me that you got to put the blinders back on. You cannot look at everything and every, what everybody else is doing. You have to stay on path to what I've told you to do. And this goes back to when I remember being in counseling, how horrible I felt, but how I knew if I don't push past this feeling or I don't work through this thing that I'm literally eight months into counseling, a year into counseling, still talking to my therapist about, I will never be able to see the freedom that I know God wants to give to me. Because it's not a one-time conversation. It's not a one-time thing. You're just way more aware of the enemy's tactics and the things that he will try to use to hurt you when you're able to kind of discover it. So that's kind of what I want to preface today with this episode is comparison is not something that you're going to 
I won't say fully feel like you have made it, but you're going to work through and be more aware of what the enemy uses to try to make you compare, what he uses to try to bring up inadequacy, what he uses to try to bring up dissatisfaction in you, what he uses as a thing to try to make you use other people as the measuring stick to the success or the healing or the feeling of whatever okay so even for me I don't want y'all to even look at me as the measuring stick because there are some of you that listen to me that are literally I would say I mean I'm gonna use the word powerhouses like you have the ability to move and shake things in this earth but you just got to know how powerful you are You have to know that God created you for a purpose and a reason. And first of all, his purpose is to be your purpose is to be his child and everything that comes from that flows from that. And so don't allow the comparison or time or things that have stopped you from getting to where you need to be. Make you think that you can't get to where the promised land that God had for you. So I want to be able to, again, like I said, address the comparison. And so I have like four points that I'm going to address to just paint a picture. So the first point is address the root of comparison, where it comes from, where it starts. The first thing is, are you content in your season? I know that there are many of us who are dreaming of getting to certain places, but we struggle with being content where we are. We pick up things, start things, and then we see somebody else doing something. We go pick up that thing, start that thing. Then we see someone else doing something. We pick up that thing, start something and put it down and don't work on the first thing we were supposed to do. Are you content with doing the smallest mundane thing that doesn't make sense in the season, but it will pay off later? For example, are you totally okay with not going to brunch? Well, of course, we're all not going to brunch, but being okay with taking the extra money you have and paying off your credit card and not being credit card debt versus taking a credit card and racking up on whatever in order to satisfy something that you don't need? Are you looking at other people and seeing all the things they have and saying, I want that thing. That's going to be the thing that makes me satisfied that you end up squandering whatever you have or your time or whatever in order to satisfy a feeling that may not be what you need in the season. Are you even as a single woman settling for what it is that you know is not a, not God's best for you for the purpose of satisfying a feeling in order to get to a place where you where you feel like you think you should be, but you're squandering your time, your energy, your value for something that's not for you? And so many times the root of comparison is dissatisfaction. It's not being satisfied with being in a pit or being like, if I'm going to talk about a pit, I'm I'm talking about like um, Michael Ty's relationship goal series part two of rip up your list. Are you okay with being in a place that doesn't feel good for the purpose of being able to get to a place where you need to be? I talk about all the time on my episode where I talked about contentment during tough seasons. I was in a place of pride and y'all know I was trying to leave my job and I, God told me to stay. 
And he told me, you need to learn contentment. I did not realize, and I'm still in my job, like, let's talk about it. But I did not realize what God was doing was he was trying to literally, and I don't want to say this in a vulgar way, but he was trying to literally beat out of me the things that were not of him so that when it came to a point where I could actually walk into what he's called me to be, I'm so humbled and grateful of the blessing instead of me trying to run my race to get to where I think I should be. And I end up, uh, end up way worse off than I thought I was supposed to be. That's why many of us are so heartbroken because we've tried to run a race and get to a thing that we think we want to get to. And we're comparing this and putting it on a, a measuring stick of what other people are doing or other people's happiness that we don't we don't look at the fact that we need to be content in our season. We need to be content with the fact that right now we don't steward money well. And that maybe we need to go through a season of paying off debt. We need to be okay with the fact that we struggle with speaking. And speaking up and deal with that and deal with the root of that and allow God to take those things out of you so that when he puts you in a place to speak, you literally speak with no hesitation because you've worked through being satisfied in a place where God has you to not want to run your own race, but run the race God set before you. Okay. And so, um, number two, lack of like, There's another thing when it comes to root of comparison is that we then try to seek validation from others. We try to go to other people and and say that it's okay, like this is great. And we really try to seek out the opinions of others. Now, I'm not talking about because I'm definitely not saying this in a way of you have to have accountability in this life. Period, point blank, and the period. You cannot do anything alone. And when you do feel like you have to do things alone, that is pride and isolation, which leads to depression, sadness, anxiety, so many factors that play into when we try to isolate and do things on our own. We have to rely on people. But when your reliance on people becomes so Uh, when it becomes unhealthy, that's when you have to recognize, is this codependency? Am I so dependent on people's opinions of me that I don't have a healthy view of myself, but my view of myself is based off the opinion of someone else? Or I have to compare what this person says and this person says and put that as my identity. And lack of validation may come from a place of you never being validated as a kid. Not having a father figure was a big one for me because I felt rejected all the time. And so my means of comparison was I had to grab hold to whoever liked me and I had to grab hold to what it meant for me to feel whole from people. And so it it made me look at others and be like, oh, they're they're good. Well, I must do I must do what they do. Or I must do exactly what they're doing in order to feel complete. Or I must go seek out that person they talk to in order to feel like they. And it becomes a rabbit hole of just, again, many things. So um, the third thing is identity and expectation of happiness. Many times we compare for the purpose of you know, we don't really truly know our full identity. Um, 
and we have this expectation of what we think happiness looks like. It's not all pretty pictures and roses, y'all. Like, I remember being in counseling and and this word dismantle has kind of come up again recently for me because God has been showing me even he's had to work with me through, you know, the dismantling of my expectation of what he's had for me, which is not what I thought. I thought it was supposed to be this specific way. And it's interesting that God will reveal things to you when you're ready for ready to receive it, because there are times where he would reveal things to me and I would run away from him or, or he would ask me to do something and I'd run away from him out of true rebellion, but also more so out of fear because I didn't want to face doing something that did not make sense to me or like, God, why would you ask me to do this? Like write a journal. That was like, to me, like, why would you ask me to do that? But I, but I even remember there are times where I remember God told me to do something and I acted in, in like immediate obedience and the blessing that came behind it. Versus other times where I've waited and I've waited and waited out of not understanding and I've squandered time and I've squandered, you know, based off of my expectation or what is somebody else doing that's similar to what I'm doing? Maybe I can do it their way. And what happened was God showed me even recently with this dismantling that what I'm calling you to do will not look like everybody else. What I'm calling you to do is so not what you think it is that you will never be able to figure it out. Don't try to go to other people and put them in my place that I'm supposed to be in because of what you expect me to what you think is the thing to do. And so I think that many of us have to look at your marriage may not be what everybody else's is your relationship with your kids may not be what you saw growing up and so you can't use that as a barometer or a measuring stick and what that builds your expectation of what you as a parent me need to be God may need you to parent your kids differently for the purpose and plan that they have for their lives and you have to be obedient to that And so this identification and expectation is important because what happens is, is we must dismantle what we think it looks like. What are you feeding yourself consistently on a daily basis that looks like someone else's vision and plan that God has given you for your life? He may tell you, like literally, I remember when I was in counseling Um, I remember there were so many times I wanted to start a business and do something just that was of purpose. And I remember before then that I just could never start because one, I was scared as a mug. Okay. But I wasn't ready to deal with the, I don't know what this looks like, the uncertainty part. Because I didn't know what the uncertainty part looked like. It really stifled me in not doing what I expected even like even y'all's testimony beyond testimonies, even my relationship with my husband, who he was when we met was not who I expected I needed to be needed to have. I, I, I did not realize that God literally gave me the man I needed versus when I was 24, 20, 23, 24, when we were dating, I didn't know that that I, I thought he wasn't what I needed. 
I remember dating him and thinking this don't really seem right. Like in my head, an expectation was built. But not only that, my heart for him was so deep that I had to remember to look past what I expected. I was looking for I think even at the time, I don't even know, but I, I was so broken that brokenness was attractive. And so you have to remember that when God brings things to you, it's not going to look like what you expected, especially if you're looking at it from a lens of brokenness. You'll take everything offensively. You'll take everything that is beautiful and tear it down because you're unhealthy in your in your view of things. And so it really takes some deep, deep work to work through the debunking and the dismantling of what you expect. And so that really goes back to what are you feeding yourself? Are you constantly feeding yourself what you expect versus feeding yourself the truth, which is like the word of God, spending time with people who are of God, making sure you're dwelling on the word of God and the things. Are you building an authentic relationship with God? All of those factors play into that. And again, this doesn't mean you got to be perfect. This doesn't mean you're not going to sin. Again, this episode, like I told y'all, is to bring things to your awareness, not shame you because this is where you're at. This is not a shame episode. Believe me, this is not a shame episode because these are things I still currently deal with. Seeking validation, not being satisfied in my season, having an expectation of what the way I think things should be. Just because you look at somebody on a picture or you may look at them on social media and think they don't have a real life and they're not dealing with things does not mean you can sit here and say that you know what they're going through. You yourself is going through are going through certain things. And believe me, even in your shame, God still loves you. So the next point is then how do you find confidence in yourself? Um, I did a couple episodes on worthiness um, and self-esteem, which I'll link that below too as well. If you're interested in like really understanding worthiness, but 2019 was my year of worthiness. That was the word I basically tagline for 2019 because I really wanted to go out of the year feeling worthy. I didn't want to continue to walk in shame. And I really think that shame was a prerequisite of my rebellion. Um, no, it was a factor in my rebellion to God because I was so shameful. I was so ashamed of my sin. I was so ashamed that I had did all these things. I was so ashamed that this was what I thought. I was so ashamed of the thoughts that would come to my mind about people that were evil. And I was so ashamed to bring that to God because I was like, we've talked about this. I keep coming to you talking about this, God. And I don't know how to deal. And it was really me working through what were the roots of shame? Where did that start? Where were, who, who was the first person that pointed out things to me when I was a kid that I didn't know were, if I did something bad, I was shamed for it. What were the things I told myself? What were the things that really hit in my confidence in me that really broke me down? And it really wasn't until maybe late last year, early this year, that I kind of understood what worthiness was. Walking in it is still, you know, a process. 
But I know now that I'm not ashamed of what I've done. I'm not ashamed of the mistakes I make. And I'm so okay with the fact of bringing them to the Father. Because what I've realized is my value is there. My worth is there. My satisfaction in my relationship is there. Because I find confidence in knowing that if I'm 100 with you, God, if, if, if I can be 100 with myself, I can definitely be 100 with you. If I can literally tell you, Father, I still struggle with whatever. I don't even know something, but I still struggle with this or I still struggle with perverted thoughts or I still struggle with pride or I still struggle with the root of comparison or I still struggle with people pleasing. That's something like y'all and I'll I'll say that I I still struggle with people pleasing. I'm always thinking about what is this person going to say? What are people going to say? If I put this out, God, what are people going to say? And it's like, truly, people really aren't concerned about what you got going on. If anything, people are more proud when you step out and do something. We look at fear and it's really a mirage. We see something that might be there, but when we come up on it, it's really not there. And so to find confidence in yourself so that you don't compare is really understanding your value, your worth and being satisfied with that. You got to be satisfied and okay with the fact that if God is satisfied with you, that's enough. That's enough, sis. That's enough for him to be. He's satisfied with who you are, period, point blank in the period. Even if you feel like I have a friend and she's going to be, um, I'm going to interview her. She overcame addiction to alcohol and she would, she told this story it was such a beautiful story. She said that there was a time where she would get drunk and God would literally, she would, God would, Holy Spirit would tell her to go talk to herself in the mirror, even drunk and say, you are still God's best. Even in her, even in a state where, you know, so much shame and like things that are tied to shame about an addiction to alcohol. And God tells you to look at the mirror in yourself and say, I still love you. You are still God's best, even in the lowest of the lows. And so I think we have to remember that confidence in yourself comes from knowing your value, your worth and your satisfaction in the father, period, point blank. It doesn't come from people. It doesn't come from seeking somebody else's plan for yourself. It comes from finding it in the father. And so I'm going to briefly kind of go over, you know, some triggers for comparison. You know, social media is a huge one. Um, there's often times where and I, I've learned my pattern. You know, I've talked about my pattern of Social media, especially because Instagram is kind of the one that I use the most. I'm not really a Facebook sis, Facebook girl sis. It just ain't my tea, okay? I don't really get on with the old people. But I love Instagram because I am such a, a visual person anyway. So that's just my cup of tea. But I, this is what I do now. I get on Instagram Monday through Friday. And I get off the app Saturday through Sunday. I started doing that probably about two weeks ago. Um, and I find myself, I even log out of the app before, like around the time I go to sleep so that when I wake up, I'm not just constantly going back to it. And I partially do that because I want to be able to have a clear mind. 
I'm really, really working through what can I use? How can I use social media as an outlet for my business, but not be consumed into it to where I'm so much so invested in it in a way that's unhealthy. So what I did, I remember when the last year when I was going through counseling, I unfollowed a bunch of people. I unfollowed people from college. Like it's like what 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 am I feeding myself from you says I don't, we ain't got, I don't got nothing that's interesting. You ain't got nothing interesting on your page. Listen, I don't follow people that were highly, highly inspiring to me because I found that the high, high inspiration was making me feel insecure about myself. I wasn't at a place in a, in a space and time at that point where it was healthy for me to binge on inspirational people. I had to unfollow some of them or mute them, basically. And how is that a bad thing? How is your mental health and making sure your mental health is good to do that for yourself? Shoot, even if you got to unfollow me. But like I'm saying that to say (laughs) it's okay. It's not a bad thing to refresh your page or refresh what you take in. If that's not where you're at, cool do it when you feel healthy that's why we can't be in relationships unhealthy get in a relationship when you feel like you're at a healthy place talk to your parents if y'all had an unhealthy relationship when you feel like you're at a healthy place it's not bad you're not obligated to anybody and so social media was a big one for me um dealing with my stuff like some triggers are if you're someone that if listen just because you don't talk about it doesn't mean it's there Just because you say I'm past it because you haven't talked about it in two months doesn't mean it's not there. Just because you haven't talked to your friend and you see her all the time and y'all haven't addressed a certain issue in your friendship doesn't mean that present issue is not there. Dealing with stuff you're trying to escape from, you can't escape it. Dealing with the fact if you were molested, deal with it, work through it. It's a scary process. Deal with the grief. Deal with the loss. Deal with the parts of even a breakup. A breakup is a grieving process. I remember when I told y'all this before and I had two friends that I broke ties with last year. That was such a grieving process for me. Last year was so hard for me friendship wise because it was so hard for me to let go of old friendships when I was really, really trying to hold on to something that really was not there for me anymore. And it was a grieving process. And here's the thing. I couldn't not not deal with it. I had to go to God consistently. There was a period of time for one of my friends. I literally remember grieving for six months after we didn't talk. And then we became like cordial with each other. But even then, like that was still a process to even start speaking again. And you know what I'm saying? Like that becomes a process to deal with that is hurtful and can impact your feeling and your mental health. Okay. So, um, again, looking at others as the marker, looking at others as the measuring stick of success. Again, you can look at people for inspiration and motivation. We can look at Michelle Obama as inspiration and motivation of amazing black girl magic or black girl boss or whatever but when that inspiration becomes insecurity that's when you have to be a that's when you have to address is this healthy for me to continue to 
to hear or listen. There are people's podcasts I've even stopped listening to because it was so much inspiration that was making me feel like I'm not at the place I need to be. There are just certain things you have to do to protect your mental space. And again, it's nothing wrong with taking a step back, but also to recognize if it is insecurity, take that to the father and address it. Don't pull back and don't address it. Because again, that goes back to what I said earlier, that becomes isolation. And it becomes a thing where the enemy can use it as a means to pull you back from everything positive, but you never address the root issue. So real quickly, what happens when we compare? When it comes to and what it when it comes to comparison, when we compare and we actually respond to it, it changes the way we think respond and think mentally it becomes it becomes negative thinking patterns it becomes um I'm never going to be able to get to it so that catastrophic black and white thinking where you if I don't do what they do then I must not be good enough or if this isn't happening to me I must not be at the place I need to be in my life and so we try when when we try to when we don't deal with it, we run, we hide, we move into a place where we don't want to address it. And we have lack of contentment and we have behaviors of isolation. Really, comparison has a, can have a lot to do with anxiety because we're so consumed with noise and consumed with things that really are if I'm not OK or not good enough. There's a difference between. Um, constructive criticism and doing better versus using that constructive criticism or things that people may say to beat us down. And so it's really about how can we hold ourselves accountable and talk through it? How can we reflect and recognize our mood? How can we begin to track? Like one thing that I always suggest to people is track when you start feeling like you're comparing and address it and talk about it. I have a friend where we talk about it. She like that's something she said. She's like, I, I don't know why I care so much. I don't know why. I think about this all the time or it bothers me. And I tell her, like, you got to talk about it. If you don't talk about it, it brings no light to what the enemy is trying to do, which then further doesn't make it easy to get past. And so how do we get past it? First of all, you have to recognize when it happens. You have to recognize the negative thoughts and really too. I'm going to do an episode. I may do an episode on negative thought process and negative thinking to help y'all kind of know the differences between them. But when we have negative thinking patterns, we can become very angry unknowingly. We can become very irritable unknowingly. We become very stagnated mentally when we can look at other people and genuinely not be happy. When we become negative towards what other people are doing, when we have negative feelings about ourselves, it is such a it becomes a thing where the enemy will use it as a way to turn in on you. And it's like, how can we become accountable to our thought process and work to change it? It really has a lot to do with the way we think, um, which I can probably do an episode on that. Some other ways to get past it is having accountability. 
God is such an accountability partner. Holy Spirit is an accountability partner who will walk you through this life if you give him the opportunity. And so accountability has a lot to do with who are the people in your life that you can be 100 with and share? Who's the therapist that you can be 100 with and share and bring these things to her to say, sis, I really struggle with comparing myself to other people. Can we talk about this? Can we debunk this? Can we really start working through this? I I charge you, get a therapy reflection journal. The link for it will be in my um, description. Take this journal with you to counseling and begin to write the things y'all talk about and reflect on it. You have to do the work, not just talking about it. You got to do the work to work through it as well. Process the root. Where did this start? Where did this come from? How did this start for me? And do I need to create a mental health self-care plan? Um, It's important to be able to know, like, how can I begin to take care of my mental health better? I may do another episode on that, too, because I have a whole mental health plan where I do a monthly check in with myself to see where I'm at. If you're interested in that, let me know. Send me an email and I'll start working on that. But find out what are the areas of your life and begin to debunk those and work through those processes. Again, you may not know that this is a thing. You may not know that this has been an issue because it's so easy to just kind of sit in stuff and not know. And it's uncomfortable to deal with. It makes you cry. It makes you be like, look at yourself. It makes you think, I'm really not as popping as I thought I was, sis. But you know what? That's the place you have to be in order to allow God to dismantle and crush all those things into pieces. So that's all for this week's episode. Um, This is like a very deep topic. So I understand that it can be a little bit challenging to, you know, just kind of hear and work through. But God loves y'all and don't feel ashamed. Don't feel ashamed that this is your struggle. It's still a struggle for me. Even now, even for like, there are times where my friends will do something successful. And I'm like, dang, sis, you popping. Like, where, what am I doing? I need to get myself together. And that can be a small root of comparison. Like, I'm not doing enough to get to where I need to be. So I need to do this, this, this. And it's like, that takes, again, I'm taking the blinders off when I'm doing that. I got to put the blinders back on. Put the blinders back on to stay focused on what it is you're doing, even if it feels like the pit right now, because the pit doesn't last forever. Okay, I love y'all so much, and I'll talk to you next week. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.